welcome to Today in Space. We're starting off this month, we're starting off March here of 2020, talking about the balance because, I don't know, I've been like doing these at the beginning of the month because it, it gives me a set to kind of, it gives me a second to just restart and look at the month again. Uh, it's it's helped for me. I mean, that's how this podcast has always been. This podcast has been a, a sense of growth for me. I feel like I'm getting better as a person by doing this podcast. It kind of puts me on notice to put it out there and then follow up on it and actually make it happen. And one of the things that I love about talking about science and it's helped my life and just trying to spread what I've learned because that's I'm a lifetime learner. I'm someone that's here to to that's that's my hobby is learning and, and learning how I want to learn, how is best for me, how to get it up here. And this podcast has been great for that. It's, it's allowed me to focus. I've always been really good at focusing on one thing. And this podcast has taken me to another level with this. And getting to this point where we're releasing episodes every week has been great. Uh, it's been, a, it's been a, such a crazy exercise. One of the other things that the podcast did around the three-year mark for me was I realized that the goals that I was setting were actually very achievable in a lot sooner time than I originally thought. So that kind of got me on the path of saying, well, let me try new things. And one of the things that I tried was 3D printing. And, you know, I had found a 3D printer that was called a RigidBot and RigidBot Big. And it was a Kickstarter project. And it was right around when everyone was talking about Kickstarters. This is probably three or so years ago. We actually started talking about it on this podcast about me getting a 3D printer and that journey of figuring it out. Because remember, when I started this podcast, I was a young engineer who was still in college, who was already past the four year mark, didn't graduate on time. And was a chronic just never finish anything, which is part of the reason why I, did, I, didn't, uh, I didn't graduate on time, was because I was trying to do something different than really what college was. I, I was there to learn and to, to absorb everything. And, and the interesting thing about my school is we did things in quarters. So a class that was 14 weeks, you know, a semester, we did them in seven weeks. And so we had terms, and so it was very, very fast-paced. And... Had I gone to another school, I think I would have, I think I would have learned differently. But the amazing thing that it it taught me to do was to learn extremely quickly, to download at a faster rate than I would if I was at a semester course. And it was difficult. I was not prepared. I did not have the baseline stuff. But I learned through doing. And so, and a lot of the the classes were very very theoretical. So it just didn't fit my learning style. Now, three D printing has been something that has just like, I've found it, it's very hands-on, and at this point, after doing it for about three years now, and now actually working in the industry, it, it, I, it's the perfect science for my learning style. And so we started AG3D about three years ago, which, uh, two years ago actually, which was, well, let me, let me backtrack actually first. So I got that Rigibot big 3D printer because I like to rant a lot here on the podcast, if you haven't noticed already. <laughs> but bought that 3D printer, figured it out, got it to print. That was one of the most exciting things is getting that first print to work. Never mind the first layer because, you know, the most important thing about 3D printing is you're building it on a surface, at least the 3D printing that I use. There are many, many different types of 3D printing. There's even people who are trying to uh, 3D print hearts and organs so that people don't have to necessarily be on a large waiting list we can actually generate 
a an actual human organ out of the same genetic material using stem cells that that person is so they don't need the rejection medicine potentially and they can just get it and not need to be on that list when it's a life-saving procedure those those things are, are all types of 3d printing there's also people are building you may have seen this uh, houses with giant concrete nozzles that are building these houses in place a lot cheaper than they would be anywhere else and, and they're providing homes for people that are in areas where they can't afford the homes in in in, in most areas uh, I know here in the, in the New England area especially in the Boston area uh, man the ever since Boston in the last few years has been getting more and more people here the city has been growing and it's a good thing but the, the prices of, of real estate has has gone through the roof even for a small amount of land or room even a studio apartment I mean we're talking like thirty five hundred dollars a month for a tiny studio apartment in the city so 3d printing has the ability to to change the way that the world around us is in such drastic ways but I'm always a fan of comparing the technology of 3D printing to, say, the telephone, right? 3D printing in its state today, as miraculous as it is, is, is in my opinion, where the original phone operators were, right? So the original, when, when we used to have people on the line taking plugs and connecting lines, like, oh, where do you want to call? Okay, we're going to plug you into San Francisco. You're from New York. We're going to plug you in. That's where 3D printing is today. And we haven't even got to the point where we're at the smartphone of 3D printers. And when that happens, man, the world is gonna change. And and full customization options and a whole change in how things are done. You know, instead of buying something from Amazon, you may be buying material for your 3D printer at home and then purchasing the design files online from other people, from designers, and completely shift the paradigm of how things are bought from designers going through manufacturers, going through sales outfits and marketers to get products out, they may be able to sell directly to you and you may be able to manufacture directly in your home. Uh, a good sci-fi comparison is the replicator in Star Trek, right? A replicator could literally put almost anything in, especially the, it was all, almost always food, but you know we also saw later that, that people would try and print weapons and other things. Obviously, weapons were blocked out, uh, in most cases, I think in Deep Space Nine, people were able, there was a, a if, if I remember correctly, but, you know, things like that, things like that, where the future of where things can be, I think is huge with 3D printing. To go into space, right, if we give the comparison for how 3D printing can affect space, if we are able to 3D print in orbit, which we've already started doing, we've seen that on the International Space Station, we've seen that 3D printing uh, in space is possible, and we saw initial results that, I am paraphrasing here, but the actual adhesion between the different layers that it builds, right, was better in space than it was on Earth. Which is, which is great news. Uh, again, preliminary data, only the first data set that we've really ever gotten for that. A company called Made in Space is responsible for this. So with space, if we're able to manufacture in orbit, right? Take the ISS example. Astronauts now can be more effective, and, and everyone involved in the mission can be more effective in weight control, which is the whole game of space, right? The heavier your spacecraft is, the more fuel you require, and the stronger rocket that needs to be built and designed to bring that payload into orbit. So building something like the Enterprise from Star Trek is not really possible because how are you going to launch that up there? What you would have to do in today's world 
is you'd have to do it like we did with the International Space Station, where the space shuttle was bringing up pieces of the International Space Station, and then we were installing it in space. That's how you would have to manufacture right now uh, for a big spaceship. If, if we had fusion and we were wanted to go to other places and travel the universe and build a spaceship, that's how we'd have to do it today. But if we're able to build that ship or anything else in orbit, have a 3D printer in space building things, the whole game changes. And at that point, we could build things that are much stronger, can, you know, we can't build a spaceship like we build a submarine right now, you know, because deep ocean and deep space, they're the, the two extremes of the pressures and, and, and the harsh environment that things can, can contain. Um, space, obviously no pressure at all, so you have to prevent it um, from, from, you have to make sure that the pressure is contained, it doesn't release, and in deep sea, you're obviously worrying about the extreme pressures that are exerting on the outside of the spacecraft to the inside. And then the obviously the, the challenge of keeping the pressure inside so that person doesn't <laughs> become compressed and obviously die. So the amazing thing with 3D printing in orbit is that we could build structures and spacecraft that are extremely, extremely rigid and strong and can sustain the harsh, harsh environments of space, we could possibly do that. But even even more than that, the cost savings is really where the important, important thing is. Not so much the capability of the spacecraft we can build, but the amount of money that would be saved compared to today for the amount of launches that you would have to purchase to eventually get that thing into orbit. The only people that have done that are people like NASA because they have an insane... Uh, they have a budget that they could have gone after that when, when they did that with the space shuttle and the International Space Station. We're not going to, there isn't a company that's going to be able to do that today. The only kind of company that could possibly do that is someone like SpaceX, right? So, 3D printing has the ability to change the world. And part of the thing that we do here on the podcast and something that I'm super passionate about, other than space, is 3D printing. And so, if you guys have been following along, we have AG3D. It started off as. A service bureau where you can come and it still is this today where you can come today if you want something 3d printed uh, I'm an expert in it I can help you design the thing that you're actually making if you have a model yourself we can just go ahead and start 3d printing it and I've gotten to the point where I've gotten pretty good at figuring out what it's all about and so if you want to follow along we're on eg 3d printing on Instagram we have all of our projects up there you can see what we do and learn a little bit about 3D printing just, just from hanging out and, and, and being a part of it. Uh, you will learn along the way. And one of the things that we started off doing was just helping other people out. And it slowly became a business, uh, started getting money. And then I actually found myself working in the 3D printing industry. And that has been such an amazing, amazing thing in my life. And I wouldn't be there if... This podcast didn't exist. This podcast has has given me an outlet to to gain confidence from the very insecure person that I was uh, in college, and now to this point where I'm actually committing and following through on the things that I want to do, and so that 3D printing business and and starting that was amazing. It made money, not quite enough money so that I could do it completely full time. I also didn't really know what I was doing. I'm a scientist, right? I'm an engineer and a musician that got into um, being an entrepreneur. So there's a lot of things that I've learned about this. And that's kind of what this whole episode is about, is about taking a look at 
science and what it teaches us about failure. Because before this, before this podcast and this this crazy, crazy practice of every week putting out an episode and 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 trying to communicate science, it's shown me that failure is so much about the journey, so much about the journey, and so many people, including myself in college, uh, tried to avoid it. And then you end up failing by trying to avoid failure. And so if you can focus on what you can do to improve from the failure, seeing it as an opportunity to get better, everything changes. Everything, yeah, everything is is a completely different world. It's 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 reality, right? It's how you view the world. And that this podcast has helped me view the world in a completely different lens, uh, to the point where I've started I, I, I really it really blows my mind how much I've gotten out of this podcast. And so we've been growing a lot lately. We've got uh, more people finding the podcast. Uh, it's been a lot of great things. Uh, you know, I, I, we've been at this for about five years now. So the hard work is, is slowly starting to pay off and we're getting in front of more people. And uh, I love the feedback you guys are giving. So please keep doing that. Uh, now, with AG3D, it slowly became the thing that funded this podcast because it's not free. It's not this podcast as as much as I can spend my time. It still costs something to put it up there. Not a lot of money, but it does cost to put this podcast out. And AG3D has helped fund this, so it's been this crazy thing where they they seem to help each other the same way that three D printers can three D print other three D printers. Uh, the podcast helped create AG3D, which then funds today in space and lets us do things and, and also helps us communicate science you know with 3d printing things like the starship model we have here the early starship starhopper that uh, did its early testing so that it would become the starship and we also have of course the crew dragon that we took with us on our uh, CRS 19 uh, resupply mission with my far, our first my first rocket launch ever in person uh, we got to do that thanks to NASA social all, it's all intertwined. It's such a it's such a mind. It really is, and I love it. And so one of the things that we started getting into because we'd like to do more, right? We'd like to do more things with the podcast. And I I had to look and see what can what are people interested? What can AG3D and Today in Space do to provide value for everybody else? Something that I can give and and somebody else gets just as much value out of it is. 3D printing cosplay items. I mean, there we we got into it. I've I've been 3D printing stuff for a while here. I've I've always wanted to get into that. It was one of those things that I said to myself, "Wow, wouldn't that be so cool if I could make some, you know, make a costume and dress up as my favorite characters. I could dress up as as Spock. I could dress up as Han Solo. Someone, you know, the Mandalorian, which is something we we tried recently. We're gonna talk about that in just a sec. All of these things are now possible." And what we're doing with AG3D, we, we were at PAX East last week, so you may have seen some of that stuff out. One of the things I tried to make for PAX East was the Mandalorian helmet. And again, if, if you're interested in getting anything cosplay done or any anything 3D printed, reach out to us at AG3D Printing on Instagram. Just hit us up in the DMs, or you can email us at ag3d.engineering at gmail.com. Get free quote from doing that. When I worked on this last project, we... we 3D printed the Mandalorian helmet, or tried to 3D print the Mandalorian helmet. I, we, we got a new 3D printer that's we bought specifically for things like cosplay items. Uh, you know, our, most 3D printers that are within a, a good budget, especially for everyday people, people that, that may not have a lot of money, they're not a business, maybe they just want to get into it. A lot of the 3D printers that we're using are all 3D printers that anyone 
who's really looking to get into it has it has the ability to get into so they're, they're not super expensive because there are 3d printers that cost fifty thousand a hundred thousand not money that just normal everyday people can actually get into but we're talking about 3d printers that are under a thousand dollars and th these are the things that we're using that, that could produce the quality of stuff that we have here it's good enough right um, and I think for most people, it's just amazing that you can bring something into reality that wasn't there before, right? And just in a, you know, in a day's time, have something that didn't exist before, right? So that's the magic of what we do here. My typical 3D printer, the Prusa i3 Mark II, which we were upgrading to the 2.5S. So we, we can get a lot more out of it. A lot of upgrades to features. Prusa is very good with that. Prusa Research. That 3D printer is you know about you know roughly 12 inches by 10 inches by you know nine inches roughly you know um so whatever you can build in that cube is what you're able to print at one time now you maybe you're thinking well could you just print parts and put them together totally uh it just takes a little bit more planning you've got to figure out how you're going to mount, mount them you know if you're doing let's say holes and, and and bolts and a screw to to combine them you would have to create that in the model and then do that afterwards totally possible but the ability to print the exact size thing that you want in one go is is obviously more beneficial for everybody involved it looks better it takes less work uh, and really once it comes off the 3d printer it's done right so that's the craziness of it the mandalorian helmet we tried because it was the kind of the first step you know this creality cr10 s5 which is 500 millimeters by 500 millimeters by 500 millimeters I don't actually know the conversion here, but I'll do it for you. For the rest of the world, the millimeters make sense. For us in the U.S., so okay, roughly like 19 and a half inches, right, in in all directions. That cube, 19 and a half inch cube, we could fit anything in there. So that's that's most cosplay stuff, right? That's helmets, that's shoulder, you know, gauntlets, pauldrons, chest pieces. You know, we could make one of the things that I'd love to make one day is a, is an Iron Man suit. Definitely something I'm going to work on. It's going to take a very long time <laughs> to get it right, but now it's possible we have the technology now to actually make that happen and the cool thing here with the mandalorian helmet we tried you could follow the whole thing we put it up on our uh our instagram page at ag3d printing but on our tiktok at today in space uh we also showed the whole progress and this is the first time one of our videos went viral so that was a crazy experience it was cool just to show the progress it was definitely high stakes i didn't want it to fail but it did and that's okay and this is where you know i i it's been it's been very busy lately i've had a lot of anxiety and one of the things that this podcast has helped me a lot with is how to deal with anxiety because i was uh, crippled by it for for a very long time it's definitely one of the things that was preventing me from from finding what i needed to do to graduate college there was a lot of anxiety involved and so 3d printing this podcast and 3D printing have really helped with so many things, and it's been about mindset. And what science, this podcast, 3D printing has taught me about failure is that if you can look at failure as something that's a challenge, something that's the next thing you got to go after, things change completely. The way that you look at a problem, the way that you look at things not going the way that you want to go from, man, this sucks, or man, why does this keep happening to me, which was very much my mindset in college, to what went wrong? How do I fix that next time? How can I get better at this? That's 
that's been the major, major, major moment in my recent life that has been a, a wild thing. And so when I was posting about this online, I knew it was, it was about explaining the journey. It was about this. This podcast has been about that. Is it's it's about being able to look at okay, what did we do wrong? How can we do it better? We talk about it a lot here on the podcast. We 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 try to talk about it from just a, a, a not as as not an objective place as you can be. We talk about it with the balance between SpaceX and and NASA and Boeing and the commercial crew program and how the space industry is going. Looking at it as this is a problem we can solve. How do we solve it? And that's what this project did for me. When I saw that this had failed, if you guys can see this here, when I saw that the helmet failed, I could have very easily, sorry, the supports are very loud. I could have very easily said, what the f I was posting about this online. Now I got to tell people that I failed. Oh my God. It's a very stressful thing, right? That's, that's not really a place most people want to be in, but I didn't think of it that way. I thought of this as this is going to be a cool journey. Whether I succeed, which will be amazing, and everyone will be happy, or I fail, and then it's an opportunity for me to teach people about 3D printing, it's a win-win. And that, that's been that that's where we're gonna jump into here. So if we look at it, right? If you saw the video, the the most well, let's start here from the beginning. If I could teach you one thing about 3D printing today, it's that the first layer, the first layer that you print is everything. If that first layer doesn't stay down, then while this thing is moving around and printing, it's going to move. And then it's not going to be able to do the high quality. It's not going to know the position. So the nozzle is not going to know where to go. So that first layer is everything. Now what we did, cause this is obviously doesn't have a lot of material to sit on, right? There's this, uh, a thing that happens with 3D printing is a thing called warping, right? It's it's built flat, but then it cools unevenly, and then it starts to it starts to rise, right? The the different sides start to to curl up because the plastic's coming out at you know 200 degrees Celsius, and it's cooling at air temperature, and that's that it's a lot of heat distribution. So if the plastic isn't isn't cooled properly, it's not going to stay down, especially for something like this that was slated to print for 72 hours, three days, which is a long time, not that long for 3D printing, but it's a long print. And you can see 36 hours, it did really, really well. And then something happened with the bed. Now, the first layer was good. The first layer was good. This is what we call a raft. And so this here has the, the bottom layer if you guys are just listening to us, I'm going to try my best to visually explain this, but uh, you could check out our video, our explanation here, so you can actually see the, the actual part itself. But a raft is basically just a flat layer that's a little bit wider than the support material that's going to be built to hold the part up. Now, in this case, our, the, our bottom layer is not flat, right? It's a little bit curved, so we need some support here. Ideally, you'd print with a completely flat surface. You can just build a nice wide surface that sticks really well to the bed, but instead, because we had really thin supports here that were supporting the model, we built this raft that basically giant U underneath the helmet, and there was a little section that held the Mandalorian, you know, you know the front part of his helmet where his is basically where he looks through. That top part overhang had to be supported, and so 
this first layer went down really well. We actually used glue stick, the same glue stick you used in like elementary school to like glue paper to, to paper. Um, that's the same stuff we use to, to keep, or at least that I use and a lot of people use on these home 3D printers to keep stuff down. It worked extremely well. I was super happy with that. And the supports built well. And, and you could see that in the videos. It, it worked really well. My issue was not the first layer. My issue was that this new 3D printer has a glass bed, right? It's a giant, basically 20 inch square of glass that I printed on and it's held down to the heated portion of the bed and the, the part that moves on the 3d printer that's held by block paper clips you know the, the little binder clips uh, that have the the two wire handles that you open up and you it clips down so those flew off at the 36 hour mark and that's what you're kind of seeing here so what happened was the helmet was just about to start building uh, the support for that overhang on the helmet and it shifted and you can actually see you see how the how the where this is printed and where this is printed it shifted over this happened because that bed lost its clips and so now I've got a completely smooth glass surface no friction sliding back and forth <laughs> overnight while this thing is printing so uh, I'm actually very lucky that it turned out this way. I'm very lucky that it only shifted that much. I mean, this could have been a lot worse. I mean, this bed, I look back at the footage, I was doing a time lapse, and you can see this bed moved in so many different directions, but I I think it's the adhesion to the plastic, like the nozzle, the plastic coming out of the nozzle was still stuck to the plastic it was putting down on and somehow stayed together. So again, it's all about mindset. If I had looked at this and said, oh my God, what, what a f failure this is. Why am I doing this? I should be ashamed of myself. I can go, I knew this was tough. I knew this was going to be difficult. Now it's a learning opportunity. Now I can at least share a little bit with everybody. So that is it. That uh, If you can go away with it, it's all about mindset, guys. It, it really is about... It really is about just how you think about things. So I wanted to share that with you, especially with, you know, we're, we're seeing that today. Uh, or So I'm recording this a little bit early this week. This is on the Saturday of the end of February here, February 29th. And so we just, if there's any updates, I'll add it to this episode. But basically, the SpaceX was testing their Starship, their Starship SN1. So this is the first Starship since uh, their test Starship, the, the, the Mark 1. Uh, blew up during a pressurized test. So basically, you know, you got to think of these spacecraft. A friend of mine told me this recently. It's a really, really good comparison. Uh, the spacecraft, especially something like Starship, but spacecraft in general, when they get the fuel put into them, it's it becomes a pressurized vessel. Now, that may sound super scientific, but basically you're looking at a, at, at a can of soda, a can of beer, right? A pressurized container. And so, you know, this this Starship is a very, very big thing. It's not small, you know, it's not like a can, but even a can, right? When it's pressurized and you get it, you know, it it's you can't just crush it. The inside, the pressure, pressurization inside the can prevents you from squeezing it, right? Uh, and as soon as you crack it a little bit or you get a little hole, the whole thing becomes barely, you know, barely strong at all and it crumbles because it's just thin metal. Starship has sheets of stainless steel that are friction stir welded around each piece to make one giant structure. And this is not necessarily new. This is, you know, this pieces of metal, rolled metal connected together is 
is how these things are made, how rockets are made. And so it's not a huge, crazy thing that they're doing, but um, they are testing to see what techniques, what manufacturing techniques they can do that can hold this pressure, right? Because they've got to load the pressure inside the vehicle to pressurize it so that it can then get ready to launch or do a test fire of the engine, right? And so the first time SpaceX did this with Starship, it didn't it didn't go well. It did explode in that pressurization test. Now, this is how SpaceX does things, right? They are so good at this whole thing I was talking about, looking at failure as a learning experience. They're, they've taken it to a whole nother level where even with the original Falcon uh, 1 rocket and all the way leading up to when they landed their first Falcon 9 on the autonomous drone ship uh, in the middle of the ocean, middle of the Atlantic, that is how they look at things. They look at failure as, look, we're developing something. I want you to fail as fast as possible so that we learn more in a short amount of time so that that way we figure it out by the time we get to a certain point. And that's what they did with Falcon 9. And you know, Falcon 9's revolutionized the rocket industry and dropped the price of what it takes to launch things into orbit. And because it's reusable, right? They, they not only figured out how to do a rocket that launches successfully, which is amazing, they figured out something that's never been done before, which is recovering it to drop the cost. They're trying to do the same thing with Starship. And it took a while for SpaceX to go from Falcon 1 to Falcon 9 and landing. So this period for SpaceX is going to be a lot of work. They're going to fail. And so with SpaceX basically exploding Starship SN1, uh, they, they're they in the process of that, right? So that's what, two failures right now? I mean, SpaceX had a whole video of all the times that they failed with the Falcon 9, with it blowing up as it's launching, uh, blowing up as it's trying to land. There's a whole compilation video that SpaceX put out about this. We're going to see the same with Starship. So once they figure out how to get the pressurization correct, to be strong, they'll start pushing it even further to see how consistent can they be successful. And it's all a game with them, it's, and I love it. And it's something that I've learned from following them and, and 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 reading more about Elon Musk and just observing, observing what they're doing. And you know, I, I would I would I'm interested to see what the issue was uh, that caused it to rapidly disassemble, as they like to, as they like to say. I, I'm wondering if it's really about the technique of the friction stir welding. Like, you know, is is that weld on that crease along the spacecraft? Is that not strong enough? Are there imperfections that's allowing it to explode? Or is it something else entirely? But we're, we're gonna find out and, and we're gonna learn from them. And that's the great thing. SpaceX is, is going to share and we're gonna learn along the way. So science has taught me a lot about failure and dealing with it and seeing it in a completely different life light to, to make my life better. And so I hope you learned something from this. And I, I wish you the best with whatever it is that you're working on. If, if you're going through stuff, I mean, the, part of the reason why I'm talking about this this week was because I was having a hard time the last few weeks and really was at a really low point when this happened. And it, it snapped me out of it. It, 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 it showed me again that, no, that's, that's how you're supposed to look at the world. Or that's how I like looking at the world is, is seeing every failure as an opportunity. And look, we get down. We, we, Sometimes we lose our way. Uh, too, too many things are going on. We're humans. We're not perfect. So, you know, something was going on. And I could have I freaked out, especially since the, the video had gone viral before I was done with it. And so 
I could have seen that as super pressure and crumbled, but like a good spacecraft and a good can of soda, unopened, <laughs> can of beer, uh, I, I stayed strong. I, I went through it and, and, and used it as an opportunity to teach. So uh, we will figure it out. Uh, we will try again on the Mandalorian helmet, and we'll, we'll bring that to you guys when we when we can. You know, follow along on AG3D Printing on Instagram, uh, also Today in Space on TikTok, and we hope you have a good week, everybody. Uh, enjoy yourself, be good to yourself, uh, spread love, and spread science. We'll see you next week.